Hi, my name is Cameron Mitchell, and I'm the COO of Trademark Vision. You're listening to the best podcast in the world, IP Fridays. Hello, and welcome to this episode of IP Fridays. Our names are Ken Suzanne and Rolf Clayson, and this is the podcast dedicated to intellectual property. It does not matter where you are from, in-house or private practice, novice or expert. We will help you stay up to date with current topics in the fields of trademarks, patents, design and copyright, discover useful tools, and much more. Welcome to episode 82 of IP Fridays. Today's interview guest is Cameron Mitchell, and we talk with him about uh, image search for trademarks. So he has developed an artificial intelligence software to reliably search for um, figurative trademarks, and this will be certainly a very interesting interview for you. Before we jump into the interview, we have some very important news for you. Um, the efforts uh, surrounding the UPC came to a screeching halt when a complaint of unconstitutionality was filed with the German Constitutional Court. Another important story is that the UK Justice Burrs has accepted the challenge to fix Frant license fees. And lastly, the Supreme Court of the US um, has decided in the Slants case. Fellow colleague Ron Coleman, who has been on the show uh, of IP Fridays before and is also a podcaster, or maybe more a blogger, has taken the case of the Portland band The Slants in a tra trademark dispute case to the US Supreme Court. And the US Supreme Court has just ruled in favor of the Portland band The Slants um, and has not upheld the decisions of the Patent and Trademark Office. This decision not only ends an eight-year legal battle, but it may also become important in the Redskins case. If you want to get a summary of the Slants case, you can go back to episode 63, where I interview Ron Coleman about this case. The patent world is in shock. The efforts to establish the Unified Patent Court came to a screeching halt when an unidentified single natural person filed a um, complaint of unconstitutionality with the German Constitutional Court. It seems that the complaint has already been filed on 31st of March, but uh, has only now become public. In a preliminary statement, the judges don't think that the complaint is uh, completely unfounded. And it is unclear how quickly the judges in Karlsruhe in Germany will decide on the case. Experts think that uh, the judges in Karlsruhe will take about four to six months to decide on this case. So it becomes pretty clear that um, Germany will not ratify before the elections in September. And that will be cause for even maybe some more problems in the ratification of the UPC. Juve has conducted an interview with a former judge of the German Constitutional Court, Siegfried Bross. And it seems that the cornerstone of the complaint uh, is the lack of the independency of the Boards of Appeal at the European Patent Office. Um, as you may know, the president of the European Patent Office is also overseeing the Boards of Appeal. 
So according to the complaint, the boards of appeal at the European Patent Office are not considered to be independent from the first instance. Another issue may be that the fundamental rights of the employees at the European Patent Office, in view of the plaintiff, may not be protected properly. At least this is the opinion of the former judge at the German Constitutional Court, Siegfried Bross. So it remains to be seen if, if and when we get the Unified Patent Court. Another story that recently broke the news uh, was that Mr. Justice Burrs just introduced a brand new friend injunction in the case Unwired Planet versus Huawei. Mr. Justice Burrs accepted the challenge to fix friend license fees and it takes 170 pages for one single case. It remains to be seen whether we need a decision of 170 pages by a highly qualified judge each time a competitor wants to use standardized technology. The German Association for the Protection of Intellectual Property, GRUA, will discuss whether there are more efficient ways for fixing friend license fees uh, during their two-day annual meeting in the last week of September in Hamburg. The entire program plus registration information will be available next week at www.grur.org slash am2017 www.grur.org slash am2017 so, Ken, let's hear about image-based trademark search. Ralph, our guest today on IP Fridays is Cameron Mitchell. Cameron is the COO of Trademark Vision, located in Brisbane, Australia. Trademark Vision has developed machine learning software to conduct image searches of trademarks right from your desktop. Cameron's company has been named to Fast Company Magazine's 2017 Top 10 Most Innovative Companies in Artificial Intelligence. Cameron is a graduate of the Australian Graduate School of Management, the University of Sydney, Griffith University, and the University of Queensland. Welcome, Cameron, to IP Fridays. Thank you very much, Ken. It's an honor to be on your program. So, Cameron, tell us about Trademark Vision. Well, fundamentally, Trademark Vision is an image recognition and machine learning company. So our, our vision is very grand, and it's to be the leader in image recognition of all things across the world. But our focus at the moment is on changing the space of IP protection. So where we've really put our attention in the last few years is changing that archaic industry of image trademark searching. So moving it from a subjective word-based approach to an image similarity search. So we knew straight away in that, in that process that to change an industry like IP, an industry that needs uber confidence and precision of things like data and suggested results, that we needed to work with some of the leading governments around the world. They'd be the hardest to convince of a new way, yet if we did, if we managed that, then we'd start to truly change the IP industry. So the end of the story isn't written by any means, but we're well and truly into the middle chapters um, with governments like the European Union IP Office and IP Australia already integrating our technology and, and others on the way. Cameron, let's... So our own platform... Yes, go Sorry, ahead. I was going to say our own, our own platform is at trademark.vision, um, and that's where all the trademark attorneys and brand owners go to search across nine data sets in one hit, um, including the main jurisdictions like the US and, and EU as well. So what we're really seeing is a shift in that old way of protecting and searching for images, um, and it's an extremely exciting time for the world of IP. 
Excellent. Now, Cameron, walk us through the process. If I have a, a logo trademark that I want to search, how would I do so on your software? Cool. Okay. Um, I'll take a step back just a little bit first on that. So your audience obviously understands IP. Um, so the specifics of, of the problem is that we have a world where we've got 30 to 40% of trademarks that are image-based, yet many of our brand owners are, are stuck in the old technology world of, of text-based searching. Um, so very few issues are IP-based, um, sorry, are locally IP-based. They're, they're much, much more global problems. So, and in fact, each country's unique approach to the problem makes it significantly worse to protect your mark. Um, we have design codes in the US, we've got Vienna codes in much of the world, um, and then keywords in places like Australia and Singapore. So as an entrepreneur or a corporate leader, um, I want to grow my business globally, I want to protect my IP, but I've got no idea what codes, keywords, or, or subjective titles to search in, in many of the jurisdictions around the world. So I'm hoping examiners use the same words as I do, um, and then I have to spend millions, uh, spend days reviewing those millions of, of marks. Um, so what our tech does and the process that you asked for there is basically you just upload your design um, and we take over um, and through image recognition and machine learning techniques, we show you the similar trademarks around the world. So we try to get inside the head, I guess, of you, Ken, and, and your listeners mm -hmm. and return results that are visually similar in terms of shape and texture and contour and so forth, um, but also combine that with object detection. So if your, if your image looks like a car, then you want to see other cars too. Our machine learning um, helps with that object detection, um, and it's a very sexy part of the technology. Now, I understand that numerous governments uh, are embracing your technology. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, so I've mentioned EU IPO and IP Australia. Um, so why don't I tell you a little bit more about each one of those projects because yeah. they're quite different. Mm -hmm. um, both are extremely innovative and they're desperately trying to find new technology that's accurate and will change the industry. Um, so they're definitely our type of people, but as I say, different different goals and, um, and way they're going about it. So the EU IPO wanted an image recognition solution that they could use in their already built search platforms. So for them, we process the data and provide an API for visual similarity. So as you can imagine, as one of the IP5 and the TM5 entities, um, their testing and validation process was extremely extensive. Um, we started with discussions um, um, we started discussions and then by the end of 2015, we integrated a beta into eSearch, and that beta went fantastic. Um, there were hundreds of thousands of searches conducted by the public, um, and then they launched the full production version a couple of months ago at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. um, so if any of your listeners search European trademarks, um, make sure you jump onto EUIPO's eSearch and, and give it a go. The EUIPO was actually just voted um, the most innovative IP office in the world by World Trademark Review, so hopefully we helped um, a little bit with that um, sure. along, the, along the process. I can imagine that it played so an integral role. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're, we're taking full credit for it, but I'm <laughs> sure that they've got some other things. <laughs> sure. Um, so they're definitely an innovator in the industry, and it's very fun to work with them. Um, great location in Alicante there as well, so it's always nice to visit. 
Um, but the other, the other big name that I mentioned was IP Australia, and they had a, a very different approach. Um, they wanted to completely redesign, rebuild, and launch um, the world's best trademark search system in the world. So it was more than just the image recognition for them. It was absolutely everything. And before working with these guys, I had always the impression that government was full of red tape. Um, but we've spent a lot of time in the Canberra office and the project team there led by Rob Wills um, was ridiculously driven to clear the way for us to create something special. Um, so we released a new examiner search system last year. Um, and then in early this year, um, back in February, the new Australian trademark search was released to the public, um, including, of course, our, our image recognition for image searching. So the examiners as well as uh, the public are using your uh, software. Is that what I'm understanding? Exactly. Yeah. And as I said, they wanted to create something unique. So they wanted to, they, they spent a lot of time understanding the public. And in fact, meeting one of our clients in New York recently um, said before they even knew that we did it, that they searched all the national IP offices sites and the Australian one has the best. So it was nice to get some uh, domestic validation there as well. That's excellent. But I guess um, if you, I could elaborate, I guess, a little about the unique things that Australia wanted to Yeah, what, what is it that Australia wanted and how did you serve them what they wanted? Yep, cool. So, I mean, I guess the, the big bang is, is the state-of-the-art image recognition. Um, so, boom, there's point one. Um, so, I'm hoping a lot of your listeners really want the same thing in their country as well because that's our bread and butter. But the other things that we built into Australian trademark search um, that more focused on the text side um, was really around greater, obviously more robustness and, and quick speed and all those sort of things, but mm -hmm. a lot more greater searchability across every single field. Trademarks have a lot of metadata and to be able to search all of that um, is, is very important. So more wildcards, Boolean capability, things like that. They looked at the various segments in, in the um, public and they wanted, they created a quick search for the non-expert type that does some smart things like um, search across multiple fields at the same time to help that person learn about IP as well. And then there's the whole side of management of your searches. So the ability to customize, record your searches, extract lists, annotate your lists, um, and print search reports that you can actually present to your clients. Um, was something that they, they took on very seriously. So it's a really cool system. Um, and one of the fun features that I, um, that people love that you hear all the time is just simply telling them the number of results they're going to get before they even click search. Um, so it's amazing how many people have written to say that they love that. So they know not to click search and worry about looking at 5,000 results and know that they have to filter more upfront, things like that. Interesting. What about the USPTO? What's uh, the status there and are they doing anything in this field? Yeah, um, so USPTOs, obviously, they rank highly on the, the innovative list as well um, and are very forward thinking in many ways. Um, and I guess you use TEF. Um, so I guess the first question I'll ask you is, would you want to see image recognition in, in their software? Oh, yes. I think it would be a, a really helpful to have that in conducting you know, basic screen searches. Brilliant. I'm going to record that bit and play it back to them. But it's a, it's, it's a message. It's a message we hear um, from all of our our clients um, and a lot of our international clients as well that search um, across tests. 
Um, so I'll get all of you to give them a call. But basically, the USPTO are high up on the innovation ladder. We've met with them. Um, they're very smart people. They're working through everything at the moment. Um, I'm sure a call from all of you wouldn't do us any damage at all. Um, <laughs> but we have we have offices in the US um, as well as my homeland of Australia. So obviously, we'd love to continue that revolution there as well. Um, we're talking about millions of marks in the USPTO registry that are labelled with design codes. Um, that people can't find unless they use our platform. So we have particularly your international um, European and other countries that they just simply don't know the design code system. Sure. Um, so I'd love, I'd love all of your listeners to go to our site and upload an image for themselves so they can compare test to image recognition. Um, there's a trial option there so they can do it for free and they can see how awesome it is to search US data with image recognition. And then... Um, and then tell the USPTO to get on board. <laughs> Cameron, what's next for Trademark Vision? I mean, you, you've made it to Fast Companies Magazine's uh, 2017 Top 10 Most Innovative Companies in Artificial Intelligence. What's what's next on the agenda? Yeah, cool. So there's um, so much, obviously, more to do to create uniformity around the world and solve that problem of, of image trademark searching. Um, but we've already have the technology and worked with um, design patents, so industrial designs, um, some of your listeners as well. Um, there are innovative governments that are already reviewing that tech. And if you watch, I guess, the company, you'll see some exciting news in the very near future about that. Um, so IP searching as a, as a whole is definitely changing and, and it's very exciting and a lot of work for us still to do there. Um, Beyond that, we have some very, very cool prototypes on general brand protection that we're looking to progress, um, and a few partners that are helping us with that. Um, and of course, there's there's the the world domination domination of um, IP, uh, sorry, of image recognition. If people want to get in contact with with you, what would be the best way? And what is the website that uh, they can look at for more information? Yeah, so our website is at trademark.vision. Um, and there's a contact us page, of course, as well as heaps of information and, and a trial of the, the trademark searching product. Um, there's also a labs page there to have a, a sneak look at some of the, um, the other tech that we're working on. But I'm always up for a chat. Um, so if anyone wants to contact me, my, my email address is cameron.mitchell at trademark.vision. Cameron, thanks so much for taking time today to speak with us on IP Fridays. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much, Ken. That's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please show us your love by visiting ipfridays.com slash love and tweet a link to this show. We would be so grateful if you would do that. It would help us out to get the word out. Also, please subscribe to our podcast at ipfridays.com or on iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you have a question or want to be featured in one of the upcoming episodes, please send us your feedback at ipfridays.com slash feedback. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to ipfridays.com slash iTunes, and it will take you right to the correct page on iTunes. If you want to get mentioned on this podcast or even have comments within the next episode, please leave us your voicemail at ipfridays.com slash voicemail. You have been listening to an episode of IP Fridays. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by their respective law firms. None of the content should be considered legal advice. 
The IP Fridays podcast should not be construed as legal advice or legal opinion on any specific facts or circumstances. The contents of this podcast are intended for general informational purposes only, and you are urged to consult your own lawyer on any specific legal questions. As always, consult a lawyer or patent or trademark attorney. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.